New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Believe in South Carolina is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, time for Believe in South Carolina. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free on the ground. South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do. Hello and welcome to Believe in South Carolina. I'm Nick Kloss, joined as always, former Gamecock running back Marcus Lattimore. Mike is out for this week. He's doing some stuff with the with the Patriots, doing big things up in Boston. But Big time. Big time, we, Nick. He's just leaving us. He is. He is. He is. He's doing a lot there. He's got he got practices to cover, and it's all the NFL. But we're going to talk first about that Arkansas game, and we'll just yeah. go right into that. Marcus, we'll just start off. What what are your initial were your initial thoughts after that game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, believe South Carolina fans that follow us. I apologize that we haven't been able to to get an episode in earlier, uh, but better better late than never. Um, you know, I and this is just my perspective. You know, I'm one of pers- one of many. Of people that talk, that have talked about the Arkansas game, Nick, and I mean, it's just we 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 had a lot of missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think I don't think the play calling was bad. However, you know, obviously Marshawn was a little bit pissed off and wanted to run the ball a little bit more. And once they did, heck, you see what happened. He was hungry. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was hungry. But golly, just overall. You 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 watch the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You, you you just you watch that and you see okay we still we still got a long way to go. Um, and when I say that, I mean in the development of what Coach Beamer wants in the program. And really, at the end of the day, you know, if you just if you if you really just watch if you just looking at the field, you know, Arkansas is a little bit bigger. Like, like physically bigger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the SEC, quite frankly, I mean, you got to look like an SEC team, you know? And, golly, I mean, you, you look at their offensive line, you look at their linebackers. I mean, their receivers are, are long and rangy, and it's, 
don't know. I, I felt like we were, we were out. We, we weren't out coached. You know, I, I don't think in any aspect of it, they had really, they had a really good plan mm-hmm. and they probably knew coming into the game. Okay. We're going to lean our, we're going to hang our hat on what we do and that's run the ball and, and hang our hat on that big offensive line that they got. Mm-hmm. But man, it was just, you, you just see that we have a long way to go, Nick. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think South Carolina, you're right. I don't think we got out coached. We got outplayed. We got beat by a better team. That yeah. That's what I saw. I saw we got beat by a team that's better. And credit Arkansas, I don't think people are were as high. I think they jumped up to 10 in the A people this week. And that's where they should sit. They're that good. They're, they are. They're a damn good SEC football team. And they beat South Carolina pretty handedly. And their run game, it was, was it? I mean... Raheem Sanders oh my goodness. leads leads the SEC in rushing right now. And so they they ran the ball exceptionally well. And that kind of goes into what I was thinking about talking about is the defense. I mean, the whole time I was watching that, I was, we have to stop the run. I mean, you've talked about it so often of the SEC, you run the ball and these teams run the ball. Yeah. And if we can't, it looked like, you know, they were having a lot of trouble stopping that run. They were picking up yards in chunks, um, getting easy first downs. I mean, they, it, they have to tighten up there. It, it just, not to cut you off, but, man, it just looks like a, it just looked like a, a wave of, we, 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 we were just, they were just moving us in waves, that offensive line. When the, I mean, the, the main play they were running was inside zone. It's not something that, it's it's the play that everybody runs, and it's probably the first play that Coach Pittman installed once he got to Arkansas. And you know he he built his. I mean, he's an offensive line coach. You know, so going into the game, we knew that it was going to be an issue, uh, but I did not know that it was really my first time watching Raheem Sanders. And wow, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, you you just don't see too many guys that big. With, with that quickness like I mean, I mean not not only was he quick he, he he could he would run you over too so I mean he was just like this complete back who's 230 pounds like he reminds you of the old school guys mm-hmm. you know like oh, yeah but, but just a little bit more flash uh that, that's and, an SEC running back in my opinion that, oh my that's God. that's an SEC back ain't, ain't no doubt there, there's no doubt about that and I mean it's just like like watching him, watching him work. And I mean, Arkansas is going to give a lot of people problems, you know, because because they're running the ball, but they're also running a hurry up offense when they're running the ball, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I know that um, I think one of the announcers throughout the game, he was saying that one of the guys, one of the guys on the offensive line says, you know, it's a little bit taxing, you know, the first two to three quarters, the way that they run their offense. But once they get to the fourth quarter, after you've done that, I mean, you can just wear your opponent down and that's kind of what you oh, saw. Yeah. And not, and, and I mean, you add the element of Justin Jefferson. I mean, he, 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 him running the ball. I mean, and he's 250 pounds and not afraid to, he has that Josh Allen mentality. Like he's not afraid to run mm-hmm. through a defender or, stiff arm or i mean he's not the guy that's going to slide and go down i mean it was just a all out 
physicality. I'm I'm stronger than you. I'm bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Let me prove it right here. Yeah. Um KJ Jefferson um is the yes. quarterback for uh for Arkansas, Justin Jefferson, the receiver for Minnesota. So an easy confusion there. KJ Jefferson. Yeah, KJ KJ Jefferson, he had 67 yards on the ground, averaged 3.5 and a TD on 19 carries. Um, Raheem Sanders, go back to him, 24 carries, 156 yards, 6.5 average and two TDs. That's a day. (laughs) That is a day, Um, regardless of who you are. That's a fantastic day for him. So, I mean, we don't want to talk about how well Arkansas played too much, but it's it's the reality of it. I mean, they had 65 rushing attempts, averaged 4.5 yards per rush, and 295 yards on the ground in that game. Mm. Total yards, 467. South Carolina only ran it 29 times. Their average, 1.4 yards per rush. And I think they went back to the run game a little late, as you talked about. They just they decided, you could tell at the end, they were like, let's start running the ball. And it was working. And Lloyd was getting those reps, and McDowell ended the leading rusher for the Gamecocks in that game with 35 yards and a TD. But it started to work. So I think they have to run the ball a little more. And I I mean, we'll get to what they need to do versus Georgia. We'll ask you that. But what do you think of them going to the run game a little later? And uh, do you think they need to stick to that in the future? Nick, I mean, that, you know, I, I, I know I'm, I'm singing the Razorback praises right now. But I mean, there's a lot of positives that come out in the game mm-hmm. uh, on, on our side. You know, uh, the good thing about a lot of, you know, unfortunately, we had, we had some huge injuries on defense. And yeah, we got to But those. yeah, at the same time, you know, a lot of young guys had the opportunity to step up and fill those roles and get some action in the SEC, which they're going to need this Saturday. But going back to the run game on our side, Mar- Marshawn. That, that there's no question in my mind. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to – there's no more critique on, on my end when it comes to Marshawn. Last week, I think I said I wish he, you know, hit it, hit it inside a little bit more. I'm just going to shut my mouth because, you know, there was supposedly something said on the sideline when he said, I want the ball, like give me the ball. And when, when they did that drive, he scored. Uh, I think they gave him the ball maybe four or five times, and we got in the end zone. Uh, and with a player like that, who's hungry, who wants to win, uh, I don't give a damn about that fumble. No, mm-hmm. put put him back in the game, let him run, let let him keep going because we need that type of attitude. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just the run game is a is a mentality. Mm-hmm. Like you either have a relentless pursuit. Uh, from the offensive line standpoint and and in the backfield, or you don't. And, and I mean, you, you see on the other side of the field, Arkansas had that, but Marshawn, uh, we, we we have to we have to give him the ball. We have to feed him the ball, not overdo it. Um, but you, you know, I, I like I like how we used him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really did. But you know, obviously that that lull in 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 the second and third quarter. Uh, that hurt us because, you know, as we, as we were trying to, you know, stretch the field and, and, and open up some lanes for for juice and, you know, all of our receivers, which, you know, it, it, it happened occasionally, our defense was struggling when we didn't stay on the field. 
Mm-hmm. And it is a must on Saturday at noon in Williams Bryce that we stay on the field. And Marshawn can help mm-hmm. us do that. Jaheim Bell can help us do that. And Juju McDowell. Um, so yeah, we, we have Nick, I, I don't think it's a question this week. Like either if if you're going three and out against Georgia, it, it's it's not gonna it's it's not gonna be good. Yeah, and Juju McDowell, Marshawn Lloyd, Jaheim Bell, all with rushing touchdowns against Arkansas. And um, another player I do we do have to talk about in that Arkansas game, um, especially when you're bringing up that dog mentality, is Juice Wells. Mm. Oh, it leads, leads the SEC in receiving yards. And versus Arkansas had eight receptions for 189 yards and a touchdown. I mean, what like what a pleasant surprise, though. Oh. Like, I, I mean, can can I ask you this question? Like, were you did you know this beforehand? Like before the season, that I this mean, guy was. I mean, Mike. I'll, I'm gonna give credit to Mike first. Mike was the first person on this podcast to say, like, watch out for Anton Wells Jr. And mm. I I backed him up on that. I said, yeah, because you know he's from James Madison. I'm from Virginia. I've known a lot of kids who have gone to JMU. I know it's a great program, so I had a lot of faith in it. I didn't expect it to go as well as it has through two games. I, you did well. I mean, you just don't see guys like I watched the Florida game. I watched the Alabama game. Uh, you know, I was flipping back and forth. You know, just to check out because it was, I mean, shout out to Texas. I mean, golly, they they put up a fight. Game. And and that defense is scary, scary good how Texas is gonna be in the next few years. But you know, you watch you you're watching, you're obviously looking at who's gonna catch your eye on 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 whatever team, whatever game that you're watching. Juice Wait, I mean, even USC. USC versus Stanford, you know, like all of the receivers that they had. I hadn't seen a guy that physical, that big, strong, uh, who goes up like and, and just has sure hands and is running good routes. Like, like I, I hadn't seen anybody like it. And it's been, I guess, because I didn't do my research beforehand on, on you, you know, just watching him at James Madison and seeing how he worked. In, in, in that league, I, I just I've been pleasantly surprised by him. And I mean, you you talking about a guy who can go up against any corner in the SEC. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He, he's the guy. Uh-huh. He's the guy. He, he's show, he's showing everyone in the SEC like. You you have to put your best guy on me. You, <laughs> you have to or else you're going to pay for it. Without and, a doubt. And, and that's and that could be what's happening. I mean, with with Josh Van kind of coming in to the season as that number one receiver, Wells might be considered the second or third option. And then with how well he catches the ball, runs routes, how big and physical he is, mm-hmm. he's getting all the all the targets and the receptions, and he's making them count. Um, leads. The SEC, as I said, with 244 receiving yards through two games um, and just having great debut, a great debut as a Gamecock and continuing it. So uh, we'll- what's just been so but before we leave that, like, Nick, what's just been so impressive about him is just the yards after catch. Oh, yeah. 
like he 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 doesn't want to go down. Like that's not his plan. His long his long against Arkansas was sixty four yards. He averaged twenty three point five yards per catch. <laughs> and like, I mean, like he's finishing the play. Oh yeah. And, the, and it, you see that you see that in the NFL. I mean, the most dangerous, some of the most dangerous receivers, like Tyreek Hill, and you know other guys of that nature. It's when it's getting them the ball. Yes. Once it's in their hands, that's when they become a weapon. Yes. And and that's what he is. He you need the ball in his hand, and then you just let let him do his thing. I and don't I don't want to compare. Up. I don't want to compare. But God, like I just. I've I've been holding this back on my tongue ever since we've been talking about him, but I mean it's reminiscent of Brian Edwards. I, I, I'm oh Brian, yeah. I mean just like just number one the body type, but also just like the strength. Like you can tell that he's a strong, uh, strong but also mobile, like flexible receiver, and it's just it's reminiscent. Like and you know Brian Edwards being you know, top three receiver ever to play at South Carolina. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't want to say it, but I mean, it's, it's all, it, he's already shown that. Yeah. No, I agree. I I said, I think that's a great comparison and, you know, he's just, he's just such a great talent. I mean, I mean the fact that I'm lucky, I'm happy that South Carolina gets him for the year. And honestly, his mentality yeah. is something I really like. And a lot of these guys, that's the, I think it's a lot. I mean, I love Jaheim Bell's mentality. Marshawn Lloyd's got that, you know, they, I like, I say it all the time, but they got that dog in them. That's, that's no always doubt. what I say, because they do, they do They're go out. I'm going to do everything I can to beat you and put you into the ground. And I'm going to, and I'll step over you when I walk by. And I love that attitude. And it's something South Carolina, I think needed and hasn't had in the past couple of years. We've had some yes. great players. But but I really think that attitude is something that Beamer's brought. Beamer brought this excitement, and now he's being bringing players that are that are just you know big dogs who want to be great here, and that's a, that's a great thing. And obviously, we need to see that play out still. What? Um, but you know, I there were good things, like you said, we've gone over. There were good things in this Arkansas games. In this Arkansas game, there were things they definitely need to work on that O line needs to get better but at the same time you know don't panic there's a lot more games in this season and that brings us to the next one which is tomorrow we're taping this on September 16th um tomorrow in Willie B in Columbia South Carolina the Gamecocks have the number 1 team in the nation the Georgia Bulldogs and Marcus, one thing that is kind of fun for this episode, in my opinion, is because me and you, both South Carolina grads, we both don't like Georgia. <laughs> mm. And we get to we get to really talk about this this rivalry and what's the, what it what it's going to be like at Willie B this weekend at noon, noon kickoff. So, you know, just what are your initial thoughts and uh, what do you think the environment's going to be like tomorrow? You know, it's been fun to have another rival outside of Clemson, you know, mm -hmm. because it just kind of just happened naturally, uh, you know, around 2000. Yeah, around 2009 until now. 
I mean, it's just been competitive every year. No, like no matter how good South Carolina was or how down South Carolina was or how good Georgia was or how down Georgia was. I mean, it's just been good to have been, it's been, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad that we have this. I'm, I'm glad that we, we, we feel we're a contender in this game, mm-hmm. you know? So like simply because of the, 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 the spirit of the rivalry. And I mean, as you, like, as you, as you just referenced to, I mean, it's been, we, we, we don't like them and, and we, we don't like them because I mean, it's kind of close. It's close to South Carolina. We're close in proximity. We compete. Uh, we compete for the same talent and recruiting. Uh, there's a lot of crossover with coaches who have been here and been there. Uh, it's, it's, and we both, I don't know, South Carolina and Georgia, I feel like the high school talent is pretty similar, you know, as far as like just not, not, not the obviously Georgia has 10 million people, South Carolina has four, but when it comes to that same type of mentality, mm-hmm. like guys who, you know, grow up in the humidity, they grow up in the heat and uh, it's just, just a lot of, a lot of coexisting similarities mm-hmm. there, but in Williams Bryce on Saturday, if it's you know, I know you meant we said it's going to be eighty degrees, you know, so it's not going to be as hot, mm-hmm. you know. Which I, I mean, obviously, I think is a good thing. Um, you know, last time we played Georgia at home at noon, um, you know, at least when I was there, it was ninety three degrees, and that played a big that played a big factor in the into into how the game was ran. Like we mm-hmm. we slowed the game down a lot Georgia slowed the game down a lot we were both running the ball and we we ended up victorious in the end but it's gonna be rocking it's the number one team in the country uh and we have some of the most passionate we have the most loyal fans and we have some of the most passionate fans in the country so it's I mean at 6 a.m you know the 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 police will be out there oh yeah you know, chaperoning and, and and blocking off certain areas and, you know, people are ready to go. So it's going to be a packed house. And just as Coach Beamer mentioned in his press conference earlier, it needs to be loud. Like the stadium has to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, like Georgia has to feel, has to feel the pressure, has to feel the vibrations of, of, of all the voices, you know, like coming down, messing up the play call. Um, like you know, like just on third down, being as loud as possible, you know, because it is a twelfth man, and and mm-hmm. we all know that. I mean, that's that that's that's a part of the experience of playing in the SEC. This is why you come to South Carolina to play in games like this, and um, I look forward to you know seeing seeing the TV shake, you know, when I'm watching oh, yeah. it. I mean, if as fans, if anyone listening ever wants to make an impact on any game, mm. this is the time. This is this, this is, is your it. time to shine. This is this is as fans of the University of South Carolina, as fans of South Carolina football, as Gamecocks. This is the time to come out, show out, and Willie B. Stay all four quarters and you have keep it permission. rocking. You have permission to lose your mind. 
Yeah. Like, like lose control because, like, it's just. Because mm. it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. This, that South Carolina, if you look, if you look on paper, which we'll, we'll go through some numbers and stuff in a sec. Georgia's the better football team. Obviously, they're the number one team in the nation. But look at Georgia and South Carolina in the past. Remember 2019. Remember the upsets. Remember the times we've taken down Georgia. And now it's at home. In 2019, we were on the road. We did that in Athens. This is home. You can make an impact. Also, some big recruits will be there, too. So you can make an impact on this game and the future of South Carolina's program. That's as a fans. huge point. You have to show, as fans, we have to show these kids and everyone nationally what we're all about. Because even, you know, we lose a tight one, we lose by a couple scores, or we upset them, you know, we can still make a good impression and show where South Carolina is going as a program. And so, like, like you talked about, this is a huge rivalry. I think it really does come a lot from those coaches and also recruits. The amount of guys you see that Georgia and South Carolina are their top two or they're choosing between the two, ridiculous. And it, it's probably that geographical aspect. Um, also, our coaches, like you said, had a lot of connections. Muschamp, I totally forgot. He's returning. <laughs> I, he's returning to Willie B. That's another uh, storyline of this game. Will Muschamp is coming back with as a member of Georgia's staff. Beamer has ties to Georgia also. So Brian McClendon, who who is coaching the receivers at Georgia, was the receiver and offense coordinator coach at South Carolina. So I mean, like it's just so many built, like built-in relationships mm-hmm. in, in this in this game that's that's happening tomorrow. That I mean, I just um all right the fact of the matter is georgia is a complete team mm-hmm. everybody's seen georgia i mean it's it's no secret how good they are they have figured out the formula and now they are picking and plugging just like alabama does outscored their opponents 82 to 3 in their first two games Jeez. however however as good as they are as complete as they are it's the this is a sec game i mean and i <laughs> i heard i heard coach beamer you know during the during the uh press conference this week he mentioned you know he doesn't want to hear anything <laughs> he doesn't want to hear anything about uh it you know anybody can be beat on on any given day we just have to play better i know he don't want to hear that but I mean, it's the truth, you know, like the, the fact that the matter is that was our mentality against Alabama, you know, in 2010, when they came in as the number one team, we knew who they were. There was, there was no secret. Everybody knew who they were. They had Julio Jones and Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson on the field at the, and Mark and Marcel Darius and like just all of these guys on the field at the same time. Everybody knew who they were, and we knew who they were. But at the end of the day, we believed. We believed in it's 
th- these are the games where you you know when you're sitting when you when you sit at the top obviously everybody wants to, everybody wants to beat you everybody everybody's a little bit extra motivated all right we we can't hide from that fact let's use that motivation all right, we, we we can we can pretend like it's not there, but at the end of the day, to beat the number one team would would, would be special, and uh, it, it it would be a obviously obviously it would be a um, a, a landmark like a like a landmark in Coach Beamer's career. Like oh Coach yeah, Beamer's. So it would be the first. It would be. I mean, if he knocks off Georgia, number one ranked team, I and mean, that's that's really the biggest win of his coaching head coaching career, I guess, because as a first year, first time head coach at South Carolina, it would be defining. Like, that's how I'd think about it. It'd be defining Mm. for this program to, for Beamer to come in in year two and beat Georgia. And I'm not saying I'm expecting this, you know, you just look at it, you know, you beat you, you're rational and you look at these two teams and odds are Georgia comes out on top, but as Gamecocks, like we talked about, we know what it's like at noon in williams Bryce Stadium on yes. a Saturday. We know that is a factor, and it's going to be a factor. And with Wells playing as well as he is, R- Rattler is, I think, third, I believe, yes, third in the SEC in passing yards. Bennett's in second. So that's two of the best passers in the SEC going head to head. I mean it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game in my opinion. I just think you get these two teams together and it it's just it's something different. Last year obviously was was a different story. I think that score was 40 to 13. But it was Beamer's third game as head coach. Yeah. This well he's got a whole year under his belt. This is year 2. This is a different team and you know it's go time. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Also Georgia are having some issues at depth in the secondary. Neyland Green, um, also veteran Nickel William Pohl, uh, are both unavailable. So, so Rattler might be able to take some advantage um, of their injuries. But um, Marcus, what do you think the game plan needs to be for South Carolina? Based on I've wa- we've both watched a little bit of Georgia. We've both watched both games of South Carolina. What do you think the Gamecocks need to do to keep it close and hopefully pull out the win? Yeah, I was going to ask you first, so I could, so I could, so I could, so I could hear what you have to say. But no, uh, I've been thinking about this over the past couple of days, like the the scenarios, you know. And Kyle, it just goes back to last week, you know how, and it's what it's what Coach Beamer says all the time: Can we get the game to the fourth quarter? You know, so like I, I, that's that's my thinking when when I think about Georgia. How can we get the game into the fourth quarter? Well, what we can't do is go three and out. We we cannot have a bunch of three and outs. We cannot turn the ball over. We can't have three and outs. We can't turn the ball over. We have to find a way to to get Marshawn going, like like to get. Get Juju going. Get Marshawn going. All right, mix it up and put the carry on in the game. I'm I'm sick of him sitting on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Like put that's get, true. That's, get we the package. 
yeah, you like, I mean, he he's a excellent runner of the football. Uh, you know, his quickness, his speed, and you know, he adds that element of passing too. So, I mean, we gotta find a way to we gotta we have to find creative ways to stretch them from sideline to sideline, you know, with outside runs and then try to hit it inside. And then we open up the pass, like, like then, like then open it up because I mean, it's what, like the fact of the matter is Georgia, Georgia can do anything right now. Like mm-hmm. they, they're not, you know, traditionally they've, they've always been, you know, rotating three backs and, uh, you know, run, running their power game, running their inside zone game. But man, I mean, the, their tight ends, their receivers, they're all just absolutely dangerous, you know? So their offense is rolling right now. And, you know, the one thing, one thing we can, like their offense is going to score. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're going to get points. What, what, what does, what always sticks in the back of my mind though, is I remember before, the Georgia game in 2019, I was the director of player development at the time. Coach Muschamp knew this. Like, Coach Muschamp knows that Georgia always comes in sleepwalking if it's a noon game. And, you know, even, even if they are on the road or at home, he would, he would always – he said that all week. On Monday, he said it. On Tuesday, you know, we get ready in the preparation on Friday. All right, we, he said, we're going to have a chance – to get to get like to get ahead to get ahead in this game uh mentally you know so that that's what we have an opportunity to do on Saturday you know because it is a noon game and historically they come in sleepwalking mm-hmm. i think we can take advantage of that but uh, again uh, we, we you you said it you said it last week um uh, see that offensive line get some movement mm-hmm. i said last week be physical be physical be physical we got i mean we we just got to be physical up front we gotta find like find something inside of us mm-hmm. you know that that needs to turn on you know and that and really that's just what it boils down to to get to the and i say i'm saying this to get to the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote down three things incredibly similar to yours. My first thing is start fast. Mm. South Carolina has in the past two games and the, in just in my career as a Gamecock fan has a tendency of starting slow in the first half, first quarter, not getting anything going, starting with those, three and outs, like you said, Marcus, and we can't have it. No. You look back in 2019, if you remember that game where they did upset Georgia in Athens, they got started quick. South Carolina got had that great Holinsky to Edwards throw and got started and got on the board, and then it was really playing keep away the rest of the game. They were just like, let's keep Georgia at bay and try and win this game, and they kept them, kept themselves in it, until the fourth quarter when it was, you know, the field goals and OT and everything. So they need to start fast. You're at home. You're in Willie B. You have to get out there, get some first downs, get in the end zone, get some points on the board in that first quarter, second quarter, 
we can't wait until the second half to start to get going. It, can't afford, it won't can't afford to. It won't work. Georgia will take advantage of that, and you're looking at being down three scores by halftime. So that was my first thing. Second is get Marshawn running, get the run game going, really. But I really want to see Marshawn Lloyd from, you know, Rattler under center, Lloyd behind him, let Lloyd run downhill. Let him build up ahead of steam and run through people. And you know, I may be going on. A, I'm. I want you to finish your three, uh, Nick. But I may be going on the limb to say this, but Marsh, we need somebody to make. We, we need. We need somebody to be uncommon. Mm-hmm. And, and we need somebody to uh, be special. Be, be a yes, yes. Be special. Be a star. Be like when when the the lights are on. This is why you came to South Carolina. We need somebody to we need we need an Alshon Jeffrey to uh just go up and make a one-handed catch. Or if you if you're draped and if you you're getting past interference or yeah. you're breaking eight tackles, you you, you just gotta we, we need we need a, a sports center type got player. Like got that to. that's to beat Georgia, that's what you need. We need the game's at noon by 8 p.m. on Saturday. Sports Center should be saying, for example, Marshawn Lloyd, crazy game, 200 yards on the ground, three TDs, something like that. Like, like that. That's what needs to happen. To play, like back when when you had those teams, you were on those teams, those players. You, like you said, Alshon, Jadavion. I mean, they had those games. You guys had those games, and that and needs we, to happen. And we have the the thing about it is we have those players. We do. I mean, we, we just like, talked about Wells. We just talked about Wells. You're t- like, he could be that guy. Or we need to see Rattler be who he's always been told yes. he was. We need yes. to see one of those. We need to see that. I completely agree. That that's that's an even better point. Is someone needs to be a star. Yeah. And then my last one, just to round out my three, was what you said at the end, which is just it sucks to say because I don't know if it's going to get much better. I really cross my fingers, hope it does, but the O-line has to be better. I, you just, you're not going to, Rattler's not going to get the ball off. Mm. If, if, you're, if the O-line's getting beat left and right against Georgia, it's the Bulldogs. Know. It's just the O-line has to be better. They have to have maybe a game of the season if this is going to be an upset or if it's going to be a tight game, they have to have a game of the year um, and, and start looking like looking just a lot better than they have. And, and a lot better than they were predicted to be um, coming into Georgia. You know, you look back, I hate to keep going back to Arkansas, but I mean, it's just a good reference point because it's an sec game. Mm-hmm. You, you see Rattler, in the pocket and you know after three seconds two and a half three seconds even if there's not a rush he starts to escape the pocket that's not because that's that, that's not because uh he's not been well coached it's just psychologically he just doesn't have that trust yet mm-hmm. and when you don't trust your left tackle when you don't trust your right tackle, like when, when things are 
break when things aren't eat when things aren't breaking down, they feel like they're breaking down. So he's gonna escape. It it, it me- messes up the reads. Uh, now he's now we're in a scrambling situation. Now we got an opportunity to, to you know throw throw it out of bounds or throw throw it up, and you know you just don't know what's gonna happen. And the offensive line just has to. I mean, like you said, it just it just has to start to like get on the same page and jail, J- like jail together with. It, it, it's it's the X factor in in all of the things that we want to happen. Like I mean, it, it's it's like the the prerequisite. Like we if if the O line does this, now we can talk about Marshawn being a star. Now we can talk about Juice being a star. Now we can talk about it, that. I mean, that your last point that that's kind of the one that nothing else really matters if that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So and that may that may be the that that may be yeah. the most important one. Well, it's just it, I I literally read on CBS Sports. Um, it, I have it up here. Let's see. South Carolina's woes on offensive line spell disaster in this matchup. Oh. The Gamecocks are struggling to protect quarterback Spencer Rattler and haven't shown much of a rushing attack through two games. That just that just kind of summarizes how crucial the O line is. And if they don't play well, it really is make or break. And because you can't, in what world, we've watched a lot of football, is an offensive line going to do bad? And you're like, and you're going to upset the number one team in the nation. That's not, it's just not how, how this works. And um, I have faith that they can do it. I think all these players are good enough to put this together. It's just got to come together. And I think that's also early season struggles. But who knows? Maybe we'll benefit from playing Georgia early in the season because maybe you're right. Um, like you said, Muschamp used to always say, they might come in sleepwalking. And South Carolina can capitalize. Um, so it'll definitely be interesting to see. But how could Rattler... I thought of this when you were talking about him trying to develop that trust. That makes complete sense. I didn't even think about that. That makes complete sense. How are you going to play your best? How are you going to play confident and comfortable in the pocket when you're kind of like, I might get hit right now. <laughs> like he's going to break, he's going to break off the left side. I'm going to get bodied from my blind side. Like that trust is really so crucial. And I've, I've never thought about that because you have to think probably, you know, Stetson Bennett, when he steps back in the pocket, oh my goodness. he's probably feeling cozy. He's he's at a walk. He, he's at a walk in the park when he's back there. <laughs> he's probably looking. He's like, I have all day. Let's look over the receivers. All right, go back to my second look, first look. Okay, now throw it. Rattler's trying to get it out, and he's also he's someone who likes to throw on the run. So he's like, okay, I don't like the pocket run, and sometimes he doesn't run exactly you saw sometimes in the arkansas game he would try to step up or run out he would run into a sack and you know which, those which ultimately affects your confidence yeah mm-hmm. so now so now uh you know people obviously he's going to get the blame you know mm-hmm. and n- now True. now eyes are on him and you know his confidence is a little bit low and at the end of the day i mean 
it's a team game. Everybody yeah. has to look in the mirror and say, okay, what can I do? What can I do to be better? And, you know, hopefully this week um, we got better in practice because it can't yeah. the thing. I, I, I don't, I don't believe in um, one week being a reflection or t- I, I don't yeah. believe in two weeks being a reflection of no. the, the next result or the, or, or the next competition, because you get, you, you go to practice to clean up your skills to get better, you go to get better. You get go better to practice to work on your hand placement. You go to practice to work on your footwork and study your film. And I mean, I, tr- I, I trust in the fact that they got 1%, 2 percent, 5% 5% better, which is going to be a better result than last week. You know, so, I mean, that's, I'm optimistic about that. I am too. Um, I am too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not phoning it in yet. I'm not done with this season yet. I, I don't think after two weeks you can say anything. And, and to be honest, nothing bad has really happened yet. We had some rough injuries, um, which is going to be hard to overcome later in the season, but we beat Georgia state, which we were supposed to do. Yes. Arkansas was the favorite team and we lost by 14 high scoring game. We put up 30. I'm pretty proud of that. Just the fact that they put up 30 points. If you're no looking doubt. on the bright side in Georgia, obviously is favored is the favorite it's supposed to beat us. They're the number one team in the nation. After that, the remaining schedule, anything could happen. There's a lot, there's a lot of winnable games there. There is. So, you know, this season, still has a lot of potential and they have so much potential to get better, especially with the way Beamer preaches about getting better every day. I have full faith in this team and these players to do that, to get better every single day. And, you know, I, I, it may not be the Georgia game. It may be the Georgia game, but they're going to shock us. They're going to surprise us down the road. I fully think it, uh, think it's possible. And, um, I'm, I'm still excited for this team. I'm still excited for what they're going to do. And, and if you're, if anyone, if anyone is even saying anything about maybe Beamer's not the guy or we should get, I, I don't know if we did the right thing. Stop, 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 that, stop, stop, stop. Because that, that, that's blasphemy. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say this one South Carolina's fan base has not been this excited in years Two. He doesn't even have his guys in yet. Look, look at the class he's made in the class of 2024, in the class of 2023, what he's doing with those classes to make really his first real class coming to South Carolina. Cause before that, I mean, he was getting, he's doing all this with transfers. He was able to get a few when he first got here, but South Carolina is only going to go up. The talent's only going to go up. We have, we're having concerns about the O-line right now. Well, go to on three and look at the 2023 recruiting class. Well, a lot of those issues are being addressed. We're getting, we're focusing on O-line and we're focusing on D-line. And we're really trying to, to become a team that's going to win the battle of the trenches. So there is a lot of positive things with the South Carolina program, this South Carolina season. And I, I think it, it's only going to go up from here this season and in the future. So, you know, uh, Gamecocks, keep your head up. 
Kirby Smart's first season at Georgia, he lost to Vanderbilt. It takes time to build a culture. I had no idea that happened. It, 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 takes, it takes time to build a culture. It, it took him it took him years to carve that thing. I mean, I, they went to they went to old they went to old miss and lost. Now they're the number one team in the country. You know, so I mean it just you you bring up you bring up the fact you bring up what athletic directors forget because they have so much pressure from the board and people who don't really understand how long it takes to build a culture. They got pressure from donors and the president on, okay, when are we going to start winning? I mean, he, he is a man who uh, a head football coach is not building a, a, a winning team. He's trying to like c- cement a, fa- like a foundation. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's not trying to be a one and done. He's trying to build some, like, just we, we, again, use Georgia, use Alabama as an example. Alabama was not winning in 2007 and 2008 like people like they are now. You know, it they they lost they lost some games. You know, mm-hmm. Georgia lost some games, and, and they they always had talent. You know, you and, and then you you look at Kentucky. I mean, and what Mark Stoops is. I mean, Mark Stoops or Bob Stoops. Mark. Mark Stoops. You Bob, look at what Bob's Mark's, Oklahoma. Bob is Oklahoma. You look at what Mark has done at Kentucky. It took him a it took him a while to build a culture that is now now Kentucky is com, like Kentucky is a contender. They're not just a basketball school. <laughs> yeah, take that take take that uh, Calipari. Uh, I mean, like it, it's just I mean they go down to the swamp and are are violent against mm-hmm. the Gators. Like, like bullied the Gators. I mean, that, that, that hasn't happened ever in school history. I don't believe, you know? So it's like second year, you know, before we leave, before we get out of here, Nick, uh, we, the, the Georgia game tomorrow, it's going to be so exciting. Um, it's going to be a packed house. If you are the head coach at South Carolina, you got some tricks up your sleeve. I mean, like, there's got to be some situations where you got to take some chances, right? Oh, yeah. And the Beamer's never been afraid to do that. I mean, you look, you just look at some of the chances that they took last year. I mean, even with, even, it's not a good example, but at the Tennessee game where Jordan, Birch came in and threw a pass like it it, it didn't work <laughs> but those types of things those creative things are are things I, Beamer I don't think is scared to do I mean would not shock me especially with the special teams um and their their ability and the skill set we have in that wouldn't shock me if we see a fake punt or yeah. something of that nature and that's the thing I think that makes us unique Nick like we go all right, we go into games with offensive game plans. We go into a game with defensive game plans. But we also carry into our games special teams plays, like plays that we get that we actually use. Like what like this is not this is not something that uh we're just 
we practice it and practice and we just, you know, if it's there, we got it in our back pocket. No, 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 no. We got plays on special teams. And I think that I would not be, I wouldn't be surprised on offense if we, if we did some, if, if there was some uh, deception and, and, and trickery uh, for, for, for some coverage that, that, that Georgia relies on and, you know, maybe eyes get a little bit loomy. Uh, I mean, we need to, I, I just wouldn't be surprised at all if we see that because it's, and if you want to win, you, you, you're going to do stuff like, and, and on fourth and one, fourth, like fourth and two, fourth and three, third and one, or, or, you know, just like all of these situations where, you know, you expect a coach to, do the conventional thing. I think that's going out the window tomorrow. I agree. I agree. I think you're going to, you're going to see Beamer and South Carolina really do whatever it takes to win. Whatever, whatever they got to do to win. And you, they, you know, they may, Beamer might know. He might probably he wants, does know. he wants this. Exactly. He knows if we play Georgia head to head, 10 times we're probably losing nine but what are the things we can do to have that one yes those little those trick the not even like trick plays like you said special teams plays fourth down going for it those types of things he knows that and he wants it like you said so it's gonna be an exciting game i'm i'm excited are you excited marcus you excited to watch this come on man Come on. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready to watch it. Uh, sadly, won't be in Columbia for it. Have to stay here in Charlotte. What time's that game at for you? Oh, I'm right. Look, I roll out of bed and I'm ready to go. Like, I like, I, I, I just I just wake up and it'll be on. <laughs> Is it like 9 a.m.? 9, 9 a.m., baby. Oh, my gosh. 9 oh a.m. Like, I, I'm not wasting any time. <laughs> going, going, I'm, going, I'm going on a run. I'm going to get breakfast. And, uh... It's showtime, baby. Oh, my gosh. What a morning routine. I'm jealous. Yes. I'm jealous of that one. I'm jealous of that one. Um, But, yep, South Carolina takes on Georgia tomorrow at noon. Williams-Brice Stadium. Beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. Gamecocks looking to get the upset. They go in 1-1. One and one. Georgia 2-0. and oh, Outscored their opponents 83-2, to two, I believe. Something insane <laughs> like that. But, you know, it's going to be rocking and – South Carolina's going to be ready. The fans are going to be ready. So I can't wait to get it going. Can't wait to watch. And uh, we'll wrap it all up and talk about that. Marcus, you got anything final to say before? Just be loud. If you are in Columbia, be loud. Be loud. I mean, you, you, you know it makes a difference. We don't have to tell you that. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. Um, Williams Bryce is a X factor, you know, and just be loud and and like just just be loud. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Just be loud. Thank you guys for listening, Willie B. We'll be ready to watch you rock tomorrow, and we'll be ready to recap this all next week. So we'll see you then.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.